Hi, welcome to the shallow dive on the Dafyomi. I hope you enjoy. Shabbos, Memdala Ramadalif, Omar Abizeva. Pamach said Likobo Bishabis, the Divre Hamate Oser, the Divre Haoser Moter. So Rashi says, Pamach is a menorah shamateches. Rabbi Zayar says that a lamp that was made out of metal, that was lit Friday for Shabbos, according to the one who previously was permissive, now will prohibit deriving benefit. There's going to be, uh, I shouldn't say Isser Hanon, Isser Muktza, which is an Isser Tiltul, a prohibition of moving something. So, divri amater oser, and la divri haoser moter. And according to the one who previously was restrictive and said there was an iser moktza, over here says that it's permitted. So, olam hafuch raisi. Mizera says when you switch from the previous case to this case of pamot, of using a lamp made out of metal, the, the sock switches. Okay, so now we have to see what we're talking about. So let's go back to the beginning of the Gemara. We have a Braisa, Tana Rabbanon, Pesefta Shabbos, Pegdad, Lachates, Metaltlan Ner Chodosh, Avalo Yosham, Divrei Rabbi Yehuda. It is permitted to move on Shabbos a new candle, a new, a new lamp, but not an old one. Not one that has previously been used. Rashi, uh, th- this is actually uh, mirrored what's said in the Mishnah, but Rashi on the Mishnah, right before it says, Avalo Yashon, If it's an old earthenware lamp so it absorbs the oil and it becomes disgusting so he says if it's a brand new lamp fine but if it's an old previously used lamp that you'd like to reuse well obviously on Shabbos you can't reuse it in the same way but you want to use it for something else you want to use it to pour your gravy too bad it's disgusting you cannot use it for that it's moksa that's what Rabbi Yehuda says Rabbi Meir says, He'll give you Yashan. That's okay. But, if it was lit for the Shabbos, not old, wasn't used a hundred times, but it was lit previously on Friday for Shabbos. So then, he says, you have a problem, it's Moksa on Shabbos. So Rashi says, We're not talking about while it's still lit. Of course, if it's still lit, you have a problem of kibui. That's a, a biblical prohibition of extinguishing it, assuming that you have some benefit from the wick being singed. But that's not the issue here. We're talking about where it's already been extinguished. Also, still, Rabbi Meir prohibits. 
De islay the Rabbi Meir Moktzah Machmas Iser. Rabbi Meir is of the opinion that there's a prohibition of Moktzah Machmas Iser, which is a bit of an uh, hard to pin down term. There are different ideas about what it means, but Moktzah is derived from an Iser. There's a prohibition to move it on Shabbos of Tiltal because it's somehow connected to Iser. But he does not have a problem of the Moksamachnas Mias. That he's, he's okay with. He does not hold uh, that there's a problem of, uh, like Rabbi Yehuda, of any old candles, any old earthenware lamps becoming usher to move on Shabbos. Okay. Now we have a third opinion. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Chutz min haner hadolik b'Shabbos. He says, where is there a problem? You're allowed to be metaltal aner. You want to move a lamp on Shabbos? No problem. Rabbi Meir is, I'm sorry, Rabbi Shimon is quite permissive. He says, I'll give you one restriction. A candle, a, a lamp that is lit on Shabbos, that you can't move. But od shudolik also, says Rashi, shamecha baner. Now you have a problem. You think you're going to be super careful, move it very slowly, don't do that. He says there's an isser here. Besides, it, it sounds like, I would venture, that he's saying that that isser is not keep itself, it's not a, not a psik ratio, but he concedes there is an isser, derabonon, because it's very dangerous. You're quite literally playing with fire. So, so therefore, he is of the opinion that while the lamp is lit, one is not allowed to move it on Shabbos. However, once it gets extinguished, it is permitted, according to Rabbi Shimon, to move around this extinguished lamp. So this is all talking about earthenware lamps. And now coming back to Rabbi Zera, again towards the bottom of the page, he says, a pomot is different. We're dealing with a lamp that's not made out of earthenware, but now we're dealing with a lamp that's made out of metal. So according to the one who's matir, according to the one who's permissive before, now he says it's prohibited. Let's see Rashi. Ladivri hamatir, Rabbi Meir, hamatir b'ner yoshan. According to Rabbi Meir, that previously said that he permitted moving an old candle, an old uh, lamp, meaning he did not have a problem of muktza machnas mius, that it's repulsive and therefore prohibited to move on Shabbos. He did not have that issue. So over here, by a metal lamp, it's oser. Oser, said Rashi. Bahai de muktza machnas iser k'tiktani le'el chutzman aner Shabbos. He's going to prohibit it. You have a problem of Moksamach Masis. Meaning that, according to Rabbi Meir, who is the Matir, previously, he's lenient, as opposed to Rabbi Yehuda. He holds there's no problem of Moksamach Masis, only a problem of Moksamach Masiser. That doesn't change for him. Whether it's metal, or earthenware, Moksamachmas Iser is in place. So the one who is Matir, previously, 
Rabbi Meir, right, compared to Rabbi Yehuda. Over here, he will answer just as much. It was lit, now, Erev Shabbos, you have Muktzah Machmas Iser, no change, whether it's Cheres or Mateches. The Divrei HaOser, according to the more stringent opinion, according to Rabbi Yehuda, Mutter, here he will permit. Why is that? He said, Ner Yoshan is out of business, it's Oser, because of Muktzah Machmas Mias. But over here, he will be Mater, because it's not Mias. The pomot is made out of metal. It has not become repulsive and therefore no problem according to him. This presentation that we're suggesting in the name of Rabbi Zera implies that Rabbi Yehuda holds that there is a problem of which is pretty clear that we saw before, but what's more problematic is the continuation, that Now that is what we're suggesting now as a new thing for him to be Mater. He was stringent before because of and we're suggesting now that he will be lenient by Pamut, by the metal lamp, because he does not hold of Muktzamachmas Iser. Now, that is not so poshid. Vatanya, we have a brysa to the contrary. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, kol haneris, shel matechas, metaltan chutz min haner, shedliku bo b'shabbos. So Rabbi Yehuda, who previously was the most stringent opinion, not, not only does he hold of muktzamachmas mius, but this brysa seems to substantiate that he holds muktzamachmas iser as well. So if all the neris, of metal uh, have have a uh, have a heter except for a ner that was lit for that Shabbos that means that even though there's no problem of mius he still asers that means that he's saying there is a problem of muktzamachmas iser so this will torpedo our suggestion that the ma- the matir uh, that what we said before the oser will now be matir he will not be mater. Why? It's not that they argue, uh, and Rabbi Yehuda says, there's a problem of Muktzah Machmas Mius. And Rabbi Meir says, there's no problem of Mius. There is a problem of Iser. Rabbi Yehuda agrees to both prohibitions, Muktzah Machmas Mius and Muktzah Machmas Iser. And therefore, he will not be able to be mater on the, the pomot that was lit this Arab Shabbos, it's, it's not mis, but it will have Muktamachmas Iser. Ela Yitmar Hach Yitmar. Rather, if it was said, this is how it was said. We're going to have to revamp what Rabbi Zera said. Am Rabbi Zera, Pamot Shedliku Alav B'Shabbos, Divrakol Aser. If it was a metal lamp that was lit for this Shabbos, everybody agrees it's prohibited. Lo Yedliku Alav, Divrakol Motu. If it was not lit, everyone agrees it's permitted. Okay, so he's he's backing off of this Olam Hafachar Isi, the the new version of Rabbi Zer's statement about Pamot is 
is uh, saying that everyone agrees if it was not lit that it's permitted because there's no sibalasa. There's no, there's no reason to per permit uh, to prohibit it. It's not mias, uh, and uh, it's not muktamachmas iser. If it was lit for the Shabbos, everyone agrees it's aser. Rashi says, uh, I don't know why Rashi over here says that it's talking about nechoshes, uh, which is copper. Rashi says in multiple places that copper does not absorb. And before we said pomot is just in general metal, uh, which also presumably is, is the same range of not becoming mos. Not sure why the distinction um, that Rashi talks about a specific metal in this, uh, this last teaching. Don't know. But uh, at the end of the day, the way Rashi is learning this, this uh, discussion, there's no mention of Rabbi Shimon at all. When you talk about Divrei Amatir, Divrei Oser, we're strictly focusing on Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Meir, uh, without mentioning Rabbi Shimon at all. And Rabbi Nachman, Tosus, others are not happy about that because the uh, Divrei Hamater, we would expect to see Rabbi Shimon's name. Rabbi Shimon was the most Matir opinion. So yeah, that's, uh, that's a question. How did, how did they understand differently than Rashi, Sir Rabbeinu Hananel. Rabbeinu Hananel says, going back, Metatlan ner chadosh avalo yashem, bebrayse mefarish to divrei Rabbi Yehuda, Metatlan ner chadosh avalo yashem. That's according to Rabbi Yehuda. Anything that's been used is no longer eligible for tilt on Shabbos. Rabbi Meir is more lenient. Kol ner smetatlan chutz mener shedikobo, He's the matir. Uh, Rabbi Meir says if it's lit for Shabbos, that's pro prohibited. But if it's an old one, uh, no problem. Nimtz Rabbi Meir Rabbi Yudah Shnehen Osrin B'nei Shlikobah B'Oser Shabbos. Klap Yehad Lokas Ner that was lit for this Shabbos, they are a tag team. They're not on the same page entirely about old candles. But what was lit for Shabbos, they form a joint block against Rabbi Shimon. They say if it was lit for the Shabbos, it's awesome. Rabbi Shimon Matir. Rabbi Shimon is on the other side. He's the Matir. And the Psak is not like Rabbi Shimon over here. That's what Rabbi Nachmanel says. Okay, so he says there's a Memra, Rabbi Yochanan seems to be supporting Rabbi Shimon. He says, no, he's just saying over Rabbi Shimon, but it's not really his opinion la'halacha. He's rejecting Rabbi Shimon la'halacha. Okay. Moving further along Rabbi Yochanan to, to our area. Amr B'zera, Pamot, Shedluka Olav, Divrei Matir, Bener, Oser Be Pamot, Kiloma. Lir Rabbi Shimon, Dim Matir, Bener, Katan, 
Talmud Shugadol Ose. According to Rabbi Shimon, he's, he says that the leniency he gave earlier, that even if it was lit for the Shabbos, once it ex- is extinguished, he permits moving it, moving a lamp. Over here, by Pamut, which is large, he prohibits it. So that's only a small uh, lamp that you're expecting to go out uh, you know, right after the meal. So you want to use it for something else afterwards. Go ahead, says Rabbi Shimon. But the Pamut, which is a large lamp, you're not expecting it to go out. So you're not allowed. It's it's uh, it's muksa. The divrei Rabbi Meir Rabbi Yehuda sheosim ner shel cheres mipnei shometoner utzoi kulo. He says according to Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda, they both hold of muksa machnas mias alkoponim when it's very dirty. When it's very dirty, they they agree. You have a problem of muksa machnas mias. Hikach. They will both be lenient when it's pamut, which is made out of metal, uh, and therefore it doesn't get so dirty. So they're they're not as uh, concerned about Rabbi Shimon's issue that it's large, and therefore he's put it out of his mind. It's not going to move it. It's expecting to go off Shabbos. They say it's not mias, so. It's okay, you could use it. You could move it. That's the first version of Rabbi Zera. And he quotes interestingly here in Yerushalmi, Ne'er mos, pamut eno mos, which substantiates this idea differentiating between the ner and pamut. The earthenware lamp does get gross, whereas the, the metallic one does not. This presumably is further a further quote, um, which is not directly related, but perhaps um, functionally what you what you would use over here, uh, as maybe a pamut would be used for this way. But he says you can put the candles, these lamps, by the door, uh, and you can open and close the door carefully. As long as you don't intend to interfere with the fire, causing it to flicker. Rabbi Shmuel opposed in La Bishocher. They say it's not motor, but it's only if he forgot if it's there. Um, is uh, is he allowed to do so? Or if he forgot, um, then he's not Chayav uh, Chatos, maybe. But Mikalel in the man king. So you better not do it. They give a curse. Do not do it. Do not open and close that door that has candles on it, even though uh, you're, you're not intending, per se, to cause it to flicker. So, does Rabbi Yehuda not hold of Right, we just presented as though Rabbi Yehuda, who was from the Osra team before, is going to permit now, simply based on one factor of Muktza Machnas Mias. But what about Muktza Machnas Iser? Doesn't he hold of Muktza Machnas Iser? Zatanya, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Kol Haneres Shamateches Metalklin Chutzman Anesh Likubab Osasha. 
So you see that he does hold of a problem of Mokta Machmas Isser, not just Mias. So the Gemara re- rejects this previous formation of what Rabbi Zaira said. What's the conclusion? He's now describing the shape of the Pamut. I'm not sure why that's relevant. New factor. It says it has one, uh, one branch and, uh, and it has only one, uh, one uh, spoon on top, one uh, receptacle for the oil on top. So, Hiligolov Be'osa Shabbos, Divrakol Oser. Loi Likolov, Divrakol Moter. Meaning that he's not saying Divre Ha'oser Matir because Rabbi Yehuda will not be Matir because he still holds, besides the problem of Muktamachmas Mius, of the problem of Muktamachmas Iser. So, since there's a restriction because of Iser, Rabbi Zera's formulation was changed to to not switch uh, the uh, the tzad oser lahatir uh, because of muktzmach nasesir, but he says divrei kol oser. I'm not sure what he means by divrei kol here. Divrei kol oser, who is he including here? I mean, lachera doesn't include Rabbi Shimon. What's the I call also? I don't. I. I don't. I don't really know. Meaning. Um, oh, meaning, meaning he's. It will include a Shimon because it's large, and he's maxedaito from it. It's a large receptacle, the pamut. So even a Shimon will agree that it's also. So that's the call, correct? Rabbi Mayer, Rabbi Yuda, and Rabbi Shimon will all agree that. This large metal lamp uh, has all the problems of, uh, uh, well, I say all the problems, shares the problems of Muktamachmas uh, Isser. And um, even according to, uh, it sounds like even Rabbi Meir holds not, you don't have only a problem of Mias, you also have a problem of Mias. And Rabbi Shimon, who doesn't hold of Mias, does hold there's a problem when it's large that you're maxedaita and you're not be able to mimitalitel the vessel afterwards. So everybody will hold it's aser. And then the on the other side, what's the the flip side? If it was never lit, then then not. Right, loy likolav motor, which is no big surprise there. Right, that's it was not lit, so you don't have an issue of mias. Uh, so Rabbi Meir certainly will agree. They don't have a problem. Machmas Isser was never used for Isser this week, so there's no reason to ask it. Everybody will be um, agreeing in that case when it was not, not used for lighting. Okay. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Rav, Mito Shechto Lemaos, Oser Letaltolo. Somebody has a bed that they set aside and designated to hold money. Then it becomes Aser Tamut. It becomes Moksa. 
One is allowed to move a brand new lamb, but not an old one. Type of mandalma bit. Uma ne telahi avida kilo hidlikwa shari litotula. And a candle, a, a, a lamp that clearly is designed for lighting this lamp until it's been lit. It's permitted to move it. You want to use it for something else. Sounds hey, no problem. A bed that was not designed to be your uh, your storage, your your safe for, for your money. So all the more so. What's the problem? Right? Why do we say that once you miyached the mito, it's also to move it? Once you designate it, why is that more severe than a lamp that was never used? Right? All the more so. Hello, Iyitmar, Hachi Yitmar. Enachanami. You have to revisit this statement. What must have been said? Amr Yudam Rav. Mito Sheikhta Lemaos. A bed that was designated to hold the money. Hiniach Lemaos. Also, it's If he'd placed upon it the money, he's not allowed to move it. Not just a yichud, but actually using it as such. If he did not place the money on it, so he's allowed to move it. If he did not designate it, it's just a bed. So if there is money on it, he can't move it. If there's no money on it, he can move it. That's all provided that there was not money on this bed over the course of Benishmashas. Okay, so that's the revamped version, which is getting away from our previous problem. Before we said, hey, can't be more chomer than a, a lamp which is designed for Isser. So we said new is usable. Designated is not enough. Has to have been used as such. And uh, if it was not designated, then we have a new idea that we're discussing. Not designated, then we look at actually what's going on. If it's being, in fact, used to store the money, so then it's a problem. If not, not, obviously. And we, we now have a, a new idea of banish mashes. If it was in use for this purpose of Isser throughout the course of banish mashes, so then it becomes prohibited to move this table or the bed. Interesting. This is, uh, seems to be a case of bosses that the, the mito, this bed, becomes the base on which Muktsa is being held, the Ma'os, the money. It's servicing the money, it's holding the money. And we, we look at what's going on Banish Mashas. Yeah, so Mita Shaykh Telamos, Hinech Lamos, Asotatala. 
How does the Rambam speak this out? Shabbos Chaf Hey Yud. says every vessel that it's prohibited uh, that has been set aside due to Isser so it's also to move it he has a few examples a candle that was lit for Shabbos that is prohibited to move later on Shabbos because of Muktzah Machmas Iser. Also, the lamp that the candle was on, it's holding this candle, that's also prohibited, like candelabra. And, most recent case we had, a table that had on it money. Even though on Shabbos, later, the candle, the candle extinguished or the money fell off the table, still, the underlying vessels are prohibited. These kalim are Any vessel that was prohibited to move during twilight the entire twilight, it's prohibited to remove the rest of the Shabbos, or all the Shabbos. Even though the source that brought about that restriction is gone, no longer in force. The candles extinguished, the money fell off the table. Nonetheless, it became a bosis, and it has the status of Mukta Machmas Iser, regardless of what happens later. That's what the Raman Paskins here. So how does that... Uh, on, on this statement, we have Hagos Maimonius seeming to disagree with Raman a little bit. He quotes the riff, and he says that uh, even though we Paskin in general like Rabbi Shimon, it's a general rule, or at least in Muktza for sure. Uh, that's a Gemara later in Kufno Zayin. Machlok is between Rav Acha and Ravino. Chadam Rav Chol Shabbos Kula Lachak Rabbi Shimon Levar Muktza Machmas Mius Ma'inim Ner Yosha. Chadam Rav Muktza Machmas Mius Nami Hilchasok Kavosi Levar Muktza Machmas Iser Ma'inim Ner Shidliku Ba'Osa Shabbos. Meaning Rabbi Shimon tends to win. We pass like Rabbi Shimon in, in the context of Shabbos, which is great. Uh, lots of leniencies. However, in this case, he loses. In this machlokas we saw between Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Huda, and Rabbi Shimon, they they beat him out. And, uh, and we pass him like them, uh, at least with, where they agree, by Ner Shiliko Baba Shabbos. And not like Rabbi Shimon that says when it goes out you can move it. Chain Pasuk Rav Yah, Rav Yah is on board. Deha, 
Call tonight a brisus tamas nisim pliga rebshimen. Here's where he seems to diverge from the Ramam. He says, Avalet tsarach gufal tsarach mekomo mati ravio. The Ramam just says it's also. He says he can't move it. Ravio says, well, you have some leniencies. You can't move it for, for its sake to save it from ganovim, let's say. From being damaged. But, if you need it, you need this table to, to use the table for some you'd be allowed to move the table for that purpose. Or if you need the place where the table is right now, you want to put something else there, you want to sit there. So you can move the table away. According to the Rav Yod, the Ramam doesn't sound like that. Right? The Ramam said no such hetter. The Kesef Mishnah also points that out. He says, Mashma medivir rabenu, dekelem amukta machmas iser, osrelatalto afilu im hotzuklem da gufan ulamekoman. Raman gives no exceptions. Does not give you leniency here. Sounds like he asers, he prohibits moving these these kalem that became mukta machmas iser, even letzarach gufan and makoman, even if you need the object itself for tzarach heter or the place. And he quotes the Mordechai that disagrees. Mordechai says, no, you do have a heter, Moktza Machmas, Iser. You could move it, L'Tzarach Gufa, and L'Tzarach Makoma. Yeah, he says, Atam Yishom Dekli, Shemalachto Iser, Lo Iskotzai Lebena Shmoshes. Sharei Imhaya, Sharei Haya Motel Tatla, L'Tzarach Gufa, L'Tzarach Makoma. During Ben Shmoshes, you would be allowed to move it for Gufa and Makoma. Aval Ner, Shidliko Bo, so he's explaining this chumra that the Ramam has. He says, during Benish Mashas, this isn't a regular moksa. The reason why this is moksa, these things, uh, well, the ner at least, by the ner is what he's talking about, uh, to know how that, how that apply by the table, l'chara by the table, um, it's, only, it's only as moksa as the, as the money. So, in theory, if you needed the money for something, you have to know why it wouldn't be uh, eligible. Akopanim, he's saying by the ner, that's the case he talks about, that you cannot move it even on Tzarech Gufa and Tzarech Makoma because of a Kshash Kibu. You cannot extinguish the ner during Benish Mashas. And that's what might happen if you start moving it around. So, uh, you don't have a hat there, let's Gufa Makoma, according to the Rambam. As we saw in the Ghost Maimonius, according to the Ravio, you do have a hat there. Even by Mokta Mahmas Isser. Right, what what is the status of the most themselves? So the Ram a little bit earlier in Alchavov says, Kolshe Eino Kli, Kegon Avonim, Umaos. This is not a vessel like stones or money. Kanim, sticks, Keras, beams, Kyotzben, also a talpin. It's an Isser to move these things in Shabbos. So. Here he does not. 
He says, V'chein ha'afar v'chol v'ameis e'en maziznos me'mekoma and not allowed to move them from their spot. He does not give an exception here either. So it could be that he's learning that the, the money is also uh, similar to the candles, not because of Isser, but unlike earlier we talked about Kli Shemalach Tole Isser, that you do have a heter to move the Tzarech Gufa and Mekomo. In Allah Gimel he says, if it is Kli Shemalach Tole Isser, you could move the Tzarech Gufa Mekomo, but that doesn't apply to money. That's Machmas Gufo. It's, pro- it's prohibited to move because of it itself. It's not a kli, it's not a vessel, it has no purpose on Shabbos. So that would apply during Benish Moshes as well, not just the candle, presumably. According to the Rav Yoh, that is Matir, he's treating this basis still as a kli. Lucheretz, he's le- learning it's a kli Shemachtole And even the Ramam agrees, a regular kli Shemachtole Isser has a heter to mimitaltel. You can move it for its own sake, to use it for Tzarech as permitted, or the Tzarech Mekom if you need the place. That's a debate over here. Okay, so moving on in the Gemara. Amar Ula. Mr. Rebbe Lazar, Muchni Shalah, Bezman, Shinishmetes, Okay, so he has a question. Ula has a question. Or, uh, Rebbe Lozer has a question. This uh, Muchni is a uh, very nebulous entity. Major Machlok is what is Muchni? But probably most are shown him hold from from what I've seen that Mukhni is a type of wheel. Let's see Rashi. Mukhni Shala, Gabi Shedo. Tanamasekas Kalin, V Agala, Shall eight. So you have this essentially a box that has wheels. It's made out of wood. And it has wheels on the side. Mukafes machitos. It's a wagon that you can use. This box can carry people. Mukhni is open, is a wheel. So you have wheels on the side of this wagon, this wooden box wagon. And the, the primary focus of this uh, is the halachas of Tumantara. Of course, at the end we get to our d- d- subject matter. Let's try and learn what they're talking about for Tumas and Taras now that we're here. Uh, so if this Muchni is Nishmetes, it's detachable, it's, it's, uh, then it's not considered attached, not measured with it, the, the wheel is not measured with the box. Let's see, Rashi explains what this means. You can remove the wheels from the wagon. Rashi says, It's considered an independent vessel. It's not considered attached and an appendage of the box, the, the carriage part. 
כגון שאינו מרסקס מן סוא בלח ונטמא שידו, לא נטמא מוכני. If, for example, this carriage holds less than 40 saw as a liquid measure, then it would become tame, but would not make the wheel or wheels tame, because they're independent. These wooden wheels would not be uh, tofil to the box, the carriage box. Okay. V'i la vas kibuli so if it's if it's not uh, liable to to uh, become tame and it becomes and it comes in contact with tuma it becomes tame itself meaning if the box is is larger than 40 saw and therefore will not become tame this mukhni, which is detachable, will become tame. It's just independent. The wheel is independent. It's not considered a part of this carriage. Okay. It's not measured with it. A large enough chest or box that holds 40 saw in a liquid measure or two kur in a dry measure, which is the same thing, is tahar. It will not become subject to tumas mace. So it's not really uh, moved when it's when it's full. It's big. The way to calculate this measure is the box, the carriage, big enough to be immune to the Tumah because it's moved only when it's empty but not when it's full, the way to calculate is including the walls of the box itself. So you would uh, basically use a uh, displacement measure. You, you could put, as though you would put it in a box. If that box that it's in holds 40 saw or two core dry measure, then it's... Uh, immune from the Tumas Mace, even though it's very thick walls and it does not hold that much on the inside. And because this wheel or wheels are uh, detachable from the wagon, we don't view them as part of the walls of the box of, of this carriage to make it fill the amount necessary of our boim Since it's attachable, we view it as detached. Then evaluate if this box without the wheels can uh, fill up 40 saw. Veinamatzelatz ima 
says Rashi, the im hashida machzekes mem saw, the in makabalas tuma, matzalas ba'olamis. If this box holds for saw, does not uh, receive tuma, so it will save in the oil of a mace. Behavi oil atma. So, so it's considered an it's it's a, an island pr- protected from tuma if it's big enough. And now Rashi qualifies. We're not actually talking about true ohel even though that's what was said. The uh, He says this box has the covering above of the ohel. If you're in uh, a, a structure that has a roof, an ohel, and the mace is in that structure, so the tumor is going to come from the ohel covering this box and transmit the tumor to the contents of the box as well. So he says it doesn't literally mean ohel uh, ames, but it means rather basic uh, It means in a graveyard without an ohel, no ohel, but yes mace. That's where Rashi says it means the enamat sals ima be ohel So it's a dochik, it's lavdafka, but he's pushed to saying that because he says if it's if you have an ohel. The Arboim saw is not going to help you. Yeah. Okay, so now Rashi's really um, explaining, putting it all together. How do these wheels at the side of this box uh, relate to this din? He says, if, if you would picture the wheels on the side being taller than the sides of the box. So let's... Imagine for a moment that we have two wheels on either side, very large wheels of this box that holds our boy saw, could hold a person in it, but the wheels go up way above on either side. In order for this case to actually make sense, we need to actually look at the two sides that are perpendicular to the wheels uh, as being elevated, so that essentially, if you would include the wheels as walls, you would have an extension of the box, of this, this carriage. Because the two wheels on each side elevate, augment the box, the carriage, and the, the box itself is taller on the other two sides that don't have the wheels on them. Now, if that's the case, and you have vessels that are protruding above the lip, the lower lip, lips of this vessel, of this carriage. So you have, uh, I don't know, a very tall, uh, I don't know, you have a 
some type of soup ladle or something that goes up tall, and it goes above the lip. So it's still enclosed by the wheels. So we say, no, the wheels do not extend the the mochni, the, the, mochni, the wheels do not extend the the shido, the, the box. And therefore, it will not be matzel. And the tumas mace in this going through this graveyard will penetrate and transmit tuma to the vessels inside the box. That's the way Rashi learns. Is that uh, is that move on? Matthew, did you follow? Sure. Okay, yep, great. I get it. Okay, good. Um, yeah, this is uh, you're you're into design, so this uh, could be easy for you to describe. Um, he says Rashi quotes his rabbin that have a different interpretation. He says Rabosai mamish says they are not happy with this interpretation. They want to learn it as olames, literally, not just in a graveyard. And therefore, they talk about cheres mukefet samet yesh says I don't like their mahalach, and he he goes to rip them apart. He says uh, This measurement uh, does not. Um, it's not relevant to Cheres, Velois Gish Lakash, and I'm sorry, Lasak. It's not Hukash to Sak, which, uh, so, so therefore the whole discussion of Nimdedes, of measuring, is not, not relevant by Klecheres, uh, that measuring from the outside. Bain Metaltel, Bain Enamataltel, Tome, doesn't make a difference. So the, the whole thing breaks down. The old, so it's in the wrong location. They're not should not be brought over here if it's talking about Kheras. So he says, many problems with that Mahalach, even though it's very nice in theory to try and say it means literally Ohalames, he's not going for that. He says it's too problematic. Okay, so Tosfus also is not happy with Rashi. He has a very basic question. He says, is that, is that really true? Will the Tuma actually go uh, above the Kalim if it's just in the airspace? He's, he's not sure that the whole premise is correct, that it needs the wheels on the side to be considered an extension, that it be, strictly speaking, in the box. He says if it's in the airspace of the box, that should be enough. Who says that it... Who's going to... Without an ohel, without a covering, you're just in the, in the graveyard, what's going to bring the tuma in, even into the, over the airspace of the box? So that's that's Tosus's cash. First of all, the money shop the camera sheet of oil mace. Okay, for some seal. Okay, he likes that idea. The of Rabosai of Rashi. Yeah, he says the in. 
there's a long arichos over here. He quotes later on. He says, throw out the wheel idea. Skip wheels. He wants to say a different idea. When's the last time you put money on the wheel? That, that's, that's an unusual thing to do. We're not talking about a wheel, says Don't forget, the very end of this teaching, the whole reason we came here was because you're not allowed to move this carriage on Shabbos while the money is on this mochni. And he says, if it means a wheel... It's a very unusual case. He says it's the base of the carriage. Like the laver and its base, he says that's what the muchni is, is the base, uh, is it a removable base uh, that holds the carriage. It's not talking about the wheel. Totally different interpretation. Okay, so that's, uh, the Rambam is similar to Rabbeinu Tam. Slightly different though. Uh, the Rambam says, He says it's not a base for the Teva, but within the, the Teva. This mochni is inside of this carriage. So he says, And now, this interpretation gains that we could be talking about oil and mace. It says, if it doesn't move around, so it's viewed as part and parcel of the carriage, uh, through thick and through thin. It's like one vessel. So that's the Rambam, very similar to Rabbeinu Tam, just is the Mokhni on, on the inside of the Shida, or is it on the outside of the Shida? Rambam learns that it's inside, Rabbeinu Tam learns it's underneath. Ravid, of course, says, Me'olam lo shamanu, Mokhni pirusha teva, el galgal, ba'ofan, shemiz galgalav, it means the wheel. Right, like so many of the Rishonim. So that's a uh, big machlokas here. What's going on? Al Koponi. Maybe it's a dolly that has that acts both as a base and wheels. Hmm. A dolly that acts as a base and wheels. But it's not attached to the. Right. I mean, in in theory, it could have both functions. In theory, it could have both functions. Yeah, that's that's true. It could have something like that. It's a good point. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it would if it would necessarily make um, a difference uh, in terms of the peerage. If if you say that it has both. Um, well, clearly. It, 
yeah, if you say that it's nishmetes, not nishmetes, a dolly always would be nishmetes. Uh, at least yeah. our dolly. It's clearly not uh, ever fully attached to whatever it's moving. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe you have some, some joint uh, joint function. Okay, so the, the end, the bottom line was, we said, if there's money there, you can't move it. The dik is ha enalamos sharia avagav da havlov benishmoshes. So the dik is when the money's on this whatever it is, right? The, and however it works with tuma. Back to Shabbos here, muksa. When the money's on, you can't move it. But if the money's off, no problem. Even though the money was there, benishmoshes. So the Gemara says, "Ahi Rabbi Shimoni, the lastly muksa." That's going Kornishitas Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon doesn't hold of the Muktzah, does not look at this Banish Moshes and give a, a continued Isser from that point. And that teaching is Rabbi Shimon. And before we're talking about Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda is the one who says that the Mita that had the money on it is also even if the money falls off. If it was there for the entire Banish Moshes, it's also. Okay, so we, we do see Rabbi Shimon holding at least a little bit of muksa. While the money's on there, you cannot move the mukhni. So there's, there's an aspect of muksa here that Rabbi Shimon agrees to. The Rav, Rav, Rabbi Yehuda, Rav holds like Rabbi Yehuda. And therefore, it's not a kasha. Don't have a kasha from this. According to Rabbi Yehuda, you do look at Banish Moshes as being definitive for Moksa Machnasesir. And the, the teaching of Mokhni is only relevant uh, according to Rabbi Shimon, who says that there is an aspect of Moksa while the Mos are there, it's, it's not eligible to be moved. But when they're off, it's okay according to Rabbi Shimon. Let's see Tosas. So this teaching it says you cannot uh, move uh, on Shabbos while the money is on it. You cannot move it. You cannot. Uh, pull this wagon. So Ri says, when it's an independent kli, when this mukhni is separate, so that's when you have the problem. But if it is not separate, then it is mutter, even with the money on it. Because you're moving the ikr kli as the shido, and the mukhni is, is a side uh, a sidekick, so to speak, for the vessel. And therefore, he says he would, he would be mate that. I would suggest that this would be good according to... Uh, according to the... Uh, the Rabbeinu Tam that learns that the mukhni is underneath the Shida. According to the Rambam, that the Mokhni 
is inside of the Shida, so you're going to run into buses problems again. This idea of saying that it's, it would be mutter as, as an uh, inconsequential movement of the money when it's on this mochni, because you're moving the shida, the, the carriage is the primary vessel you're moving, that's specifically in this configuration, I would think, where the, the mochni is under the shida, and, uh, and it would not be a buses. Right? According to the Ramam, you, you have this problem with buses. Okay, then Ham and Aleph. Yeah, this idea that Rav holds like Rabbi Hudo makes sense. The Rav Kribudo Sfirle, Doma Rav, Manichan Neral Gabi Dekel, Bishabbos. Rav says you can place a candle on top of uh, a tree on Shabbos. Uh, Rashi says, Mibod Yom, by the way, this is Erev Shabbos. That doesn't mean on Shabbos Mamish. Agabi Dekel, Vialik Shabbos Shabbos, light it there for Shabbos. Delekla Mechash. We're not afraid that once the candle goes out, you'll take it. And then it comes that you're using this uh, this tree. Rav holds like Rabbi Huda. It says, during Benishmashas, when the candle was lit, you can put it on the tree because you're not going to come to move it afterwards. Because during the whole Benishmashas, it was awesome. But you cannot do that on Yom Tov, because on Yom Tov, when the candle goes out, or before the candle goes out, you can move the candle. So you're then running into the problem of using the tree on Yom Tov. Right. So, Bishloma Dirav Kirib Yehudas Firle. Hainu Dishani Ben Shavas Yom Tov. Rav is in agreement with Rabbi Yehuda, that explains why he would differentiate between Shabbos and Yom Tov. If he holds like Rabbi Shimon, why should he be Machmir on Shabbos? And, I'm sorry, Machmir on Yom Tov and Mekel on Shabbos. He should be Machmir also on Shabbos by that logic. Uh, there, there's no reason to differentiate if Rav would hold like Rabbi Shimon. Okay. But now we have a, a, a conflicting story that seems to put Rav in the other camp with Rabbi Shimon. The Rav, does he really hold like Rabbi Hudo? The Rav was asked of Rav, What's the din to move a candle of Hanukkah uh, from before the this uh, Persian tribe on Shabbos, which you've seen earlier and elsewhere, Rashi explains, the question uh, was, uh, of course, again, you cannot move it while it's lit. It means after it's extinguished. Why do you need to move these Hanukkah menorahs after they're extinguished? You don't want these uh, Persian tribes of Chaverim to um, to see your Menera, even though, of course, you were doing Prasumanisa, but now they're coming. That is where you place the Menera. 
V'yado shedliko boner, v'engazer shelola hadlik. And these chaverim made a decree not to light. So the mitzvah, lakas nechanika, is, is directly uh, going against the gzera that they made. So, therefore, they're afraid to leave the, uh, the menorah unattended after it goes out. They want to bring it back in. They're afraid of these vandals. Inami, says Rashi, alternatively, Yom Edom, Eimanichim, Lidluk Ar, on their festivals, they don't allow any light uh, to be lit other than the light in the house of idolatry. And therefore, they wanted to conceal it. Uh, if, if they left the menorah outside, clearly, um, this is a light that is uh, non-utilitarian like the menorah is, right? It's Prasumi Nisa. And therefore, they'd be upset about it. They would take it for their Avadazar. Uh, Rashi says, Chaveri, Shem Uma Shahaisa Im Parsim. Some tribe with the Persians. Uh, seen other places, they're troublemakers. So in any event, uh, the question was, are they allowed? Are they allowed to move the menorah after it got extinguished? Uh, which, from what we've seen so far, we should say, according to Yehuda, the answer would be no, and according to Shimon, the answer would be yes. That's that's what we should be gearing up for. Uh, so, so he says you could do it, you can move it. So Rav seemed to be going with Rabbi Shimon. Tosus speaks out um, over here. That mikmi chaver be shabaso, shiom echlehem lo hayu manichen ner ella be vesvarzara, umadikim voile be ner chanaka to fame in ner shabbis. Why are we asking about ner chanaka more than shabbis? Yishum dul tsarach achilo hayu manichlehem. Their only problem was with lights that were non utilitarian. But to eat in the dark, they were matter, that they were lenient with. So ner shabbis was not a problem for these guys. But Ner Hanukkah drove him crazy. Because that's clearly not necessary to eat. You'd have it outside. You know what? We have news for you. If it's dangerous, just do it inside. Put it on your table and it's enough. So why, if these troublemakers are making trouble, uh, don't they just put it on their table? Here we're talking about where they forgot, for whatever reason they didn't put on the table, in a Hanami they could have, but they didn't. Inami, alternatively. It's uh, according to the, the Ri, Shasakana means that they're gunning for you. They want to wage war against the Jewish people and Yahadus. And they don't want Yidin to do mitzvahs. So if they do, they're going to try and fight that. But over here, it's nothing personal. We don't care about your Hanukkah story. We don't care about you guys. It's a universal law. right? So this is an argument that is employed in the Supreme Court of the United States. Freedom of religion, yes, but not, not if it's a decree that affects everybody equally. Then you do not... Do not have immunity from freedom of religion.
That's, that is an idea that's uh, controversial, but has been espoused many times in the Supreme Court. So that's the idea that the Rhea is saying. It's not called Shas Hasakona that permits you to light it inside on the table if they're not out to get you. If it's just a general rule that they have, and it happens to interfere with you, so tough luck. Then you don't have the heter, according to this teretz. And then you have this problem. So they're, uh, they're asking, can we please bring it inside? You know, the 30 minutes are up, and the nares went out. We would like to bring our uh, menorahs back in before we have big problems. So he permitted it. Which is like Rabbi Shimon. So the Gemara answers, Shasad Chak, Shani. This is a case of Shasad Chak. This is a tough situation. That's different. Deha Amri Le, Rav Kahana, Rav Ashi, Rav That's the Allah. It said, What? You pass on like Rabbi Shimon? Amalu, Kedai, or, yeah, Kedai, who Rabbi Shimon, Lismachalab, Shasad Chak. Rabbi Shimon's good enough that we could rely on him in a time of of uh, challenge. Rashi says in a very narrow sense, Shasrachak, Sakana. Alma Shaloba Shasrachak, Asr. So although Rav sounds like he's supporting Rabbi Shimon, saying not really, in a case of Sakana, he goes to Rabbi Shimon. But other than that, he holds like Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, now this is very hard to understand. I have a very basic question. If it's Sakana, what in the world? Rely on Rabbi Shimon? Don't rely on Rabbi Shimon. Be Mechal Shabbos. <laughs> Move the Muksa. Akun Rabbi Yehuda. He says, forget about Rabbi Shimon. You're relying on Rabbi Shimon? Bishas Sakana? What does that mean? Vanya Shalom, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Pliyat Soma, no? Isn't that a Pliyat Soma? If you say Bishas Archak means... It's challenging, it's difficult, maybe we're worried about sustaining hefsid, something like that. We have, to, sometimes in halacha, these things can, can have a role for leniency. Hefsid merubo, you have different sniffim used, but sakana, even suffix sakana, you mechal Shabbos for. So what, what in the world? Mechal Shabbos doraisa for suffix sakana. What do you mean relying on Rabbi Shimon for? Would you do that anyways? In, in what way are you relying on Rabbi Shimon here? In, for what purpose? What does that mean? How are you relying on Rabbi Shimon? So you look in Shulchan Aruch. It says, Ne'er, this is in Reishayin test. Ne'er shedlikubo ba'oso Shabbos, av bishokava, also tautolo, like Rabbi Yehuda. And after it goes out, you're out of business, both for the candle, for the lamp, for the oil. Just forget about it. Says the Magen of Ram. If you're afraid of the Goyim, the idolaters, then, these chaverim is the case over there, but if there are other hooligans throughout the generations, then he permits it. That's okay. Motel tautlo, acha shekava. is lenient. Avorashi pirish, shasar chak, sakana. 
Mashma also. I agree, that's much more of Rashi. But it's very schwer. So Munavram is Matter. He he seems to pass in Shasarchak means Shasarchak. And it's not really Sakana, but it's Amos Akum. They're gonna give you a hard time, and that's enough. I don't know if you want to call it Logos or Bakum Tsar or Hefsim Rubo. I don't know what the exact box you'll put it in, but he is lenient of Shasarchak in a more generic sense. But according to Rashi, same, without Sakana, forget it. He's not answering our question though. What, and with Sakana, what do you need Rabbi Shimon for? In what way are you lying Rabbi Shimon? Mm-hmm. I did not see anybody talk about this, but I, I had an idea, maybe. Maybe a Mahalach. I don't know, it's very fair. So if you take a look in Simon, Shin Chavches. We find that there's a din, Shogunov quotes, and I'll read to you directly from the Archa Shulchan because it's my understanding of how we bask in the halacha. This is Shin Chavches Sivzayin. Vishli Sfal al Rabbein Ramah, Kasha on the Ramah, specific base. Mashikos Rabbein Abes Yosef. The Ramah seems to take issue with what the base Yosef writes. Machaber says, don't try and have the Chilol Shabbos done by Goyim or minors or women. To do the Chilol Shabbos in a situation of Sakana. If you can get away with out delaying, uh, essentially he's worried about a risk to the um, to the chole, uh, so then then he says, do it. Do it, Ayudei Shinui, make a change. Vim Efshalasos Ayudei, Eino Yehudi, Blo Icher Klal, Ose Al Yodu. If you can do it uh, through a non Jew without delay, Vechein Nogim. Ava Mokum Sheish Lachush, she's Atzel Ha'in Yehud. If you're worried that the non Jew is going to do it less quickly, with a less alacrity, then it's also Ein Lasos Al Yodu. That's what the Ramah says. So the Ramah tempers what the Mechaber says. He says, if you can, without compromising at all, the, the chole, do it all day, somebody else. You had a guy to help you do a shinui. And the Aruch Shokhan is not pleased at all with this. The Eich Ef Shalomar came. How could the Ramah say this? Barei letam rishon shekasavnu, shachshashum nepam acheres, pshita shaaser. You see in the Gemara, we're super worried about any type of delay, risk, that even for future occurrences, obviously if we see you looking for a guy, looking to do a Shinui, when there's a case of Sakana, it's also to do anything that could in the future cause a delay. So he says, if the Gemara is worried about this, yeah, Kimna Shaschosh 
How could we not be concerned about this? The Gemara is worried about it. We're worried about it. What does it mean, Gedol Yisrael? Let's go back to the Rambam. Arachashokhan jumps past the Beis Yosef, goes straight to the Rambam. What does it mean? Doesn't just mean somebody who's bar mitzvah yingul. Mamish gedole Yisrael, but Torah v'yira ulaharos lechol shekain tzivsalon a Torah. This is a mitzvah that's supposed to be done by Pirsum. Kadosh Baruch Hu should tzivsalon al Shabbos. Who tzivsalon al Chal Shabbos? B'shul Chol Hashish Basakana. It's a mitzvah. The same God that commanded us to keep Shabbos when it's not Sakana commanded us with Sakana keep Shabbos this way. That's why the Aruchaim Kadosh explains it. It's a it's a kiyum of Shabbos. So, the Godel is mechubid with turning on the light for the Sakana, the Chol Sheshba Sakana. Oh. So, it's actually looking into Hashem. So, now we have a din by Sakana that it's meant to be done by Godel. It could be, it could be that for this din, if it would be necessary for Sakana, let's say these Chaverim, these troublemakers, Persian tribe over here, this case where Rishimah is Mater, we won't say that it's Chil Shabbos that your Mechabed, the Gadol, should be Shabbos with it. We'll rely on Rishimah to let a guy do it for us, do it Ahidei Shinoi. We'll rely on Rishimah, Kedai Rishimah, Rishasachak, that we won't, we won't say it's Chilul Shabbos. We'll say, according to Rishim, it's Mutter, so we could do it Aidei Shinui. We could do it Aidei Akum. We could, uh, we could do it without being Machabed the Gadol. You know, we don't have to uh, say, this is a case of Hatzal's Nefashas, and therefore bring in whoever's got the longest frock. No, no, not necessary. Since Rishim says Mutter anyway, so no, no, we're not going to call it Chilul Shabbos. Could be so much on for this din to not say that you have to have it aide gedolim gedolim shal davka. Maybe that's going to be pshat Rashi. But again, the pashimash most of Magen Avram is that he's paskening, not that he's paskening shasar chak in a broader sense, uh, not davka sakana. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see anybody talk about it. I'm curious uh, if anybody has any other ideas in Rashi. What, uh, what is the To'elis, once you're talking about Sokana? Rishlokesh Grains of wheat that were planted in the ground, or eggs that are under the hen. What's the din of these things? Is it that when Rabbi Shimon says there is no muksah, that's only when he has not conscientiously set it aside. But where he has set it aside, like in these cases, so even though they're food items, the wheat, the eggs, still it's muksah. Or perhaps it doesn't make a difference. According to Rabbi Shimon, food is food. As long as it's food, it's not subject to muksah. 
And that's where the os is, loshna. Right? Food is food. Not subject to moksa. Amar lei, ein moksa l'rabi shimen, ela shemen shebener. According to rabi shimen, you only have one type of moksa, that is the shemen shebener, bishashudolik. The case we said earlier, that while the candle is lit, any oil that is, is there is moksa. Since it is set aside for the mitzvah of Adlokas Ner Shabbos, it's also muktza for the Isser of Shema Yechabe, Isser Kibui Rashi says, worried of concern of coming to extinguish it. And therefore, it's prohibited all the while that the candles lit. Now, we have to clarify over here. Let, let's take a look at, at Rashi. I'm sorry, at, at Tosus. Tosus asks a very basic question. Other than, we're talking about which type of moksa did Rabbi Shimon hold of? The oil in the candle. Doesn't mean the oil is in the candle. Why? That is aser without moksa. That's an iser kibwe. Wow, he is chayev. He is liable. He takes his syringe sucks up uh, full of oil to use for his salad from the candle, says I want less candle, more salad oil, salad dressing. He's chayev for machabe. So don't talk to me about muksa. Rabbi Shimon can't say, over here there's muksa. Here there's machabe. So it's lav davka shebener, elo hametaftef mener. It sputtered. And some of the oil spilled. And you're eyeing it. It's not in. The, it's it's not eligible to be burnt up now as fuel for the candle, because it's sputtered. It's, it's it fell. It's not it's not with the rest of the oil in the lamp. Now you want to use this for your salad dressing. You want to swipe, sweep it up with your uh, with your challah. No, Rabbi Shimon says now this is muksa. Mushum de muksa the mitzvoso lo alser ne adolak latalta. Uh, okay. Okay. Is bothered. Why don't we say the case of of Grogus and Smokin, which we're gonna say later? Uh, that he doesn't really have much uh, much of a teretz on. That would have been a better thing. If you want to talk about where Rabbi Shimon holds his muksa, that is the quintessential muksa that Rabbi Shimon holds. Straight up muksa of Grogus and Smukin, which the Yushalmi explains their uh, fruits that you're setting out to dry, in the drying process, they're not edible. So it's not a food. So Rabbi Shimon says, yes, that's subject to muksa. You're not eating it now, it's not edible. So it is subject to muksa. That would be the, the most quintessential case. Okay, so the, back to the Gemara. The less lay muktzah lemitzvaso. We just said, Rabbi Shimon holds, hold muktzah lemitzvaso, huktzah leisuro. Does he not hold a straight huktzah lemitzvaso? Does Rabbi Shimon require huktzah leisuro to have muktzah? The isra of chashash kibuye, concern you may come to extinguish. Is that necessary for Rabbi Shimon? 
If somebody uses schach as appropriate ve'itra, v'kromim v'sadinin, amitsuyorim, and he's made a beautiful sukkah, he's draped it with uh, embroidered uh, sheets and kolik, uh, and and uh, with pictures on the sheets, v'talabai gozim v'farsikim shkedim brimonim, he's hung up in as his nice sukkah, his beautification of the sukkah, nuts and uh, peaches and almonds, uh, pomegranates, v'archalif shalanovim, branches uh, of grapes, v'tarz shal shibolin, and crowns of sheaves, yenos, shmonin, salsos, and wines, oils, and flowers, fine flowers. Very interesting beautification he has on his sukkah. Also, the stopping mehen admos yomtev. He can't just pluck some of these things to eat until after Admos Yom Tov Achron, till the end of Sukkot. Vihim, his, well, yeah, Ad Yom Tov Achron, um, sounds like, uh, at least at face value, even until after uh, Shemini Atzeres. Right? Uh, Tosus uh, says, that last bit is not Rabbi Shimon. He says, and, uh, Near the read, the Masha says, Brisa be Yom Tov Achron, Lo Asik Rabbi Shimon. That taka is not Rabbi Shimon. But the first part is Rabbi Shimon. And the first part is not Hukta Isuro. There's no Isr here. It's just for mitzvah. You put this up for mitzvah of sukkah. So therefore, it's Oslistaf Mehen. But him his Nalein Hakolafit If he made it Tznai, it's all according to Tznai. If he says, I only want it to be here for uh, part of the time, and then I want to use the, the fruits later for a fruit salad, uh, you know, later in the evening, then according to his tonight. Hey, how do I know this is Rabbi Shimon? It's before Do not take the the branches from the sukkah on Yom Tov, Ela min ha-somachla. Rashi says, Ela min ha-somachla. Im somach chavilus eitzim eitzel dofna, like iser muksa, the dietailer. If he placed these bundles of branches next to the wall, that's not muksa, because he's planning on using them from before. Yeah, Okay, we're trying to use the most authoritative prices, so we like to uh, quote Rebichia and Boshia. Okay. Rabbi Shimon Mati. This Bryce says Rabbi Shimon is Mati. Rabbi Shimon's matir, uh, even if it's not minasamachla, but he's oser, shavin besukasachag bechag, shiasura. Rashi says, shahukta limits vasa. What's the case of matir? Imnafla. Rabbi Shimon says, if it fell, it's permitted, to less they muksa. So Rabbi Shimon is matir if it fell, 
to use this wood. But he does agree that it, the, the sukkah, while it's intact, is muktza, hukza mitzvasa, de mitzvasa kol shiva, alma kol shas mitzvasa noeg muktza shala. Avagav de leka iser stira. There's no iser here. There's no iser. It says, all you have is muktza, hukza limitzvasa, and Rabbi Shimon agrees that's muktza. So, so why earlier, when Rabbi Yochanan was asked about Rabbi Shimon's opinion, he says the only thing that Rabbi Shimon agrees is muktza machmas, hukza limitzvasa, and he says hukza liisuro. You don't need hukza liisuro. You don't need to have a chashash kibu. You don't have to have a chashash iser going on. Hukza mitzvasa is enough. Just like by sukkah, Rabbi Shimon agrees. While the sukkah is up and it's doing a mitzvah, it's also to move the schach or the, or the, or the, or the uh, besides the, the schach, the, the noi. You've got this beautiful uh, fruits that you want to eat. So what? It's not an iser stira to take the fruits down. It says it's not part of the binyan. It's just there for beautification. So he says still, only for mitzvah, uh, subject to the Isr Moksa. Idmanami Amrukhi Bar Abba Amr Yoghan Ain Moksa Lurbi Shimon Ella ki ain Shimon Shibinair Shashadolik. Inachanami modify what was said. It's not this is the only case. It has to be similar to Shemin Shibinair while it's lit, like the oil in the candle while it's lit. Hokza mitzvaso. Hokza li isuro. Because it's moksa for mitzvaso. That's the ikr. It's hoksa mitzvaso. Hoksa isuro is a bit parenthetical. Let's see how Rashi puts it. Ke'ein shemen shebener kamino. Ve'lomi shum iser, like the shemen of the ner, which is because of mitzvah, but not because of iser, of kibui, chashash kibui. You don't need that to generate muksa according to bishemen. Elomi shum mitzvah. De'ohel ve'hoksa limitzvaso, bishabis. Hoksa l'chozman iser, le'koso. Since it was muksa set aside not to be moved, for the mitzvah of Shabbos. So, all the while that it is bi'isuro, the iser muksa applies. Velo yoser, de'ein mitzvahso al b'shas likosom. The mitzvah near Shabbos expires when the candle expires. Umishikova ein bo mitzvah, avasuk zechad mitzvahsa kol shiva, vaktsasa kol zman mitzvahsa. According to Rabbi Shimon, while the mitzvah is going, there's an Isra Muksa. By the Nair, that expires when the candle goes out. So that's what it means. Hukza li isuro. Lizman isuro. At the time when the candle is going. But it's not predicated on a shash isr. That it's Muksa because you might come to do kibui. It's just telling you the time frame. Hukza mitzvoso. Which by the Nair Chanukah. I'm sorry. By the Nair Shabbos. Is at the time when it's Osir to be Mechabe. The, the time when the candle is lit. Majenkin by the muktzah of moving the, the noi sukkah, these, you want to have these fruits that are beautifying your sukkah. So he says, no, it was set aside for the mitzvah. So the, the setting is, it's not based on a concern of a chash, of an iser, like uh, dissembling your sukkah. That's not what we're worried about. But it's set aside for the mitzvah. The mitzvah keeps going. The mitzvah keeps going. The whole seven days. So, the whole the whole time you have mitzvah sukkah, it's set aside for sukkah and therefore muktzah according to Rabbi Shimon, even without hukzah leizer.
Omar, Rabbi Yudah Marshmo, Ein Moktzal Rabbi Shimon, Ela Grogros Utsmukim Bilvad. As we saw preview in Tosus, he says, this is the quintessential Moktza, according to Rabbi Shimon. As you have these Grogros and Smukim, you're trying to create dried figs and dried raisins. In the process, it's inedible. When it starts, it's fresh, they're edible. When they end up as dried, they're edible. In the meantime, they become slightly saruach, they become slightly unappetizing in the transition period. Is that true? Nothing else? We have a brysa. If he was eating uh, dates and he had leftovers, and he brought them up to the roof to dry them out, to make dried fig cakes. He was busy eating grapes and he had extra and he brought them up to the roof to dry them out to make raisins. He is not allowed to eat them until he sets them aside. So, Similarly, this applies to uh, peaches and quince, other fruits as well. Money. Who is the author of this teaching? If this is Rabbi holds there's moksa even without setting it aside. So over here, where you set it aside, obviously it should be unnecessary for Buddha to make this teaching explicit. Must be it's Rabbi Shimon. Must be it's Rabbi Shimon that's teaching us this. And still, he says, So even though they're still fresh, they're not yet in the process. It still sounds, at this point, like attributing to Bishimin another aspect of Moksa once they've been set aside, even though they're still food. So Gemara rejects that. Really, it is Rabbi Yehuda. And Rabbi Shimon says, nothing doing, it's food, it's not subject to Moksa. Like we said earlier, Loshna. I don't care what you did. The, the, the kernels have been plant, have been put in the ground to grow. The, the egg is under the hen. It's food still. It's not moksa. And over here, why does Rabbi need to teach this? Because it's food. I would have thought that you don't need to be mazmin because it's food. That since it is food, it's not subject to moksa. No. Kivon dehelon lagag kamashman kivon dehelon lagag suche hashel datiminayim. Since he actually did an act to bring it to the roof already, and now he's having second thoughts. New guests came. He says, "Oh wait, I actually need some food for now. Let, let's bring some of those grapes back down." You would think that the hesachadas uh, uh, is uh, or you'd think that since it's food, maybe it doesn't need to be mazmin, it doesn't need to, to leave this open as a hazmana prepared for this purpose. No. It says that, that uh, and he does need hazmana. Even though it is food still, by doing the act of putting it on the roof, according to Rabbi Yehuda, 
he would actually not be able to eat it. There is this added muksa, even though it's still food, because he did a maisa to be maktabidaim, dachibidaim. Rabbi Yudah holds dachibidaim, even by food, unless he's mazmin. Unless he actually specifically sets it aside, leaves that option on the table. Okay. So yeah, so that's that is the uh, we got through most of the daf. I wanted to go back and and take a, another look at the Ramban, a, a, a major major issue, major machlokas about the nair. Let's have a little bit more time. We saw this nair, right? That that we paskin essentially like Rabbi Meir, not like. Um, Rabbi Yehuda, not like Rabbi Shimon, except Shasachak, right? But uh, whatever that means. But but according to uh, Rabbi Meir, Kolonis Mtavlan Chutzman Aner Shedliku Bobi Shabbos, after which it's Aser. After that lock, it's Aser. And Bran has Yerushalmi that says, with its Nai, it'll be Motor. Fascinating, fascinating shita. That its nigh will help. Right, you you know this candle's gonna go out. And you want to move it afterwards. You want to move the the lamp afterwards. So Ramban says you can if you made it tonight. That's shita Ramban. A lot of Rishon go that way, and most Rishon I think go that way. Yeah, the uh, interesting, if you take a look in the Tshubas uh, HaTashvitz, Chela Gimel, Sim Eshayla Zayin, he says, somebody asked a question, I see people that, what are they doing? No, again, let's near should go be Shabbos. I see people doing what at face value looks like Rabbi Shimon. It was lit, and now it's out, and now they're moving it. I don't know where they're coming from. Okay, Gemara, Ostral Tatlo. Gemara says it's Aser. And, Chaim Pascha Rif, Viharambam, Vichain Kasa, Verbena Yaakov Balaturim. This is, of course, before Shulchan Aruch, who also says it's Aser. So, he says, I don't know where you're coming from. Why are they Mater? What's going on over here? So, he beseeches, please give me an answer. Is there any Heter over here? What are they doing? This is their custom. So he says, "Atzad heter." First, he says a lot of reasons why it's not mutter, but then he says, "Atzad heter." He says, "Kosvadoni as keni haramban lechonol bracha." Shadas haraivid lechonol bracha. Denerus. Oh, ah, uh, sorry, no, that's not that's not before that. Before that, ah. Oh. If Er Shabbos, he made it tonight, he said, I know this candle is going to go out in two hours, and I want to use the lamp afterwards for my gravy. I want to move it. Uh, I want to move the spot so I can put something else there. So if he makes it tonight, 
Then it's mutter according to the Ramban and the Ran. V'chein das Harashba, it's also the Rashba, and the Rav Magid and the Rivosh, the Rashbets. Kedai who kol echad ben lismochalav. Each one of them is enough to rely on. Kol shkein batzir kulam all the more so with all of them in agreement. V'chol hachoshesh achad devreim. Anybody who's concerned about this idea of tonight, just based on Yerushalmi, about dying libo nokfo, and he's still his heart is beat palpitating. He's Heart is thumping. Oh no, is this mother? Ain choshesh and lo. Don't, don't pay him any attention. Don't be worried about him. That's gematria, the Ramah. The Ramah asers. <laughs> don't worry about that Ramah. The Ramah asers the Tanai. Don't worry about him. Everybody here is enough to rely on. Koshkin, all of them together. Right, don't worry about the Achena B'nai Ashkenaz. Machmirim. Don't worry about, uh, yeah, Agos Hashri who answers. Don't worry about Rabbeinu Yerucham that answers. Don't worry about Tosfus that answers. Forget all of them. Don't worry about it. Tanai helps. <laughs> right? That's, that's what he says. Ooh, this, this is the Tashbit. And it's also the Psaq of Shulchanach. Shulchanach passes like Rambam. Right, so let's say, let's take a look at this Tosus that he's quoting. That he's don't be worried about Tosus. Okay. Who should we not be worried about? Let's see what he says. He says Tosus over here. Uh, back to Mandala Aleph. That's uh Tosus should be ka'ara. Towards the bottom. He says he's bothered. Uh, yeah, let's see. Im toma maishno ner shikava da aslo taltaler biuda misukarua da alma de mahani batnai kidam la kama we see a little bit later as we saw in our gemara that a kolfi tnai you can make it tnai for your sukkah for your noise sukkah that's okay it seems to be non controversial why should this be different by ner why can't you make it tnai for a ner he says the case talked about in sukkah is, I'm sorry, in beitza, it's talking about a sukkah that is dilapidated and you see it's ready to fall and you're expecting it to fall and you want to come and swoop down and move the pieces. You want to chap the, the oil and the flour and you want to start taking stuff for the, the candle also. You're expecting it's, it's going to be extinguished. So what's the difference? Why not just say make it tonight? Like the Ramban, like the Yushalmi. And according to Rabbi Shimon, it should help to make it tonight for the oil that sputters even while the candle is lit, that you want to use that oil. Make it tonight. It was made sturdy for a long time, for a week. That's what you made the sukkah for. And now Ben Hashemoshes, he's not separating from it. Now, he's... 
ready for it to be done. He's waiting for it to fall. Aval ner, the ner is not like that. The ner is a frisha mitzvah. He's, he's letting it now for banish moshes. So you can't say that the sukkah, the ikr sukkah, is for the whole week, and now at the tail end, he's just waiting for it to fall so he can use it. The ner, this is showtime. Banish moshes. V'dachi bedayim, l'tzach Shabbos. So, no t'nai. V'chomit fei, v'lo mahani be t'nai. It says nothing doing. Not like this Ramban. Tosus rejects the idea. The, now moving back to the, the same question, how will the, the Tashbit address the same question? He says a very nice Hezver. Let's take a look what he says. He says... Interesting. It says, He's he's mattered. Mattered the he says that a t'nai will help. Interesting. He says t'nai will help from Erev Shabbos. Even though he's not able to say that he's not separating from this candle, the whole Benish Mashas, like by Noi Sukkah. Mishum de Noi Sukkah guf uperis atman muktza. By the Noi Sukkah, the beautification of the Sukkah, they themselves are Muksa. V'im chal aleim isur benish moshes sulo paka. If during benish moshes the isur is chal, it's not paka. Aval haner, meaning he has to be willing to actually eat it for part, during part of benish moshes. Aval haner, lo huktza gufo, the ner, the guf haner, the actual flame itself is not, or I should, the candle, the lamp is not moksa. El hukta li'oro be'ododolik mitam shem yechabenu. He says the real source of iser is is not the guf haner. He's he's going back to hukta machmas iser. That's the way he's passing in, and it's it's a side iser. It's not gufo, it's not it itself, but rather a chashash, a concern that he may come to extinguish. If so, even during Benish Moshes, you don't have to say, Benish Moshes, that you're willing to use the candle. You don't need that like you do by uh, the heter of moving the noise sukkah, because it itself, by the, by the noise sukkah is moksa, but by the ner, it itself is not asim. It's only nasa latatla matam kibui. You have a side concern that you cannot come to extinguish it. Once it does become extinguished, so now whatever's left is clearly not subject to any concern of kibui. Now 
the whole muktzah was for the light, for the chashash iser kibui, not gufo. The object itself was not muktzah. Hilkach mahani betznai. Therefore, you can make it snai. Even though all benish marshes, you're not moving it. You're not using the oil. Nonetheless, he says, snai will help. Uh, without requiring uh, the willingness to, to use some of it during benish marshes. Like by Noyesoka. So yeah, so that's... That is, as I mentioned, Machlokas, how we pass him. For those that follow Shulchan Aruch. Paskin like the Ramban. Those that Paskin, like the Ramah, what does the Ramah say? Some say it doesn't help. And in Ashkenaz, that is the custom. Take a look in Ochosoka. Okay, I have also Shri. Kolbo. Here comes the white flag. It says, but if there is a minute to move it, Aide Akum. The aim is a Mishum Isra Amirla Akum. It's not a problem of telling a guy to do an Isra here. Hey, it's Moksa. Mr. Guy, can you please move it for me? Hey, let that be Amir Lanakri, Asir. He says, no, since that's the minute. Have a kilo hisna, I love mitzchila. The tznai helps for that. <laughs> Since that's the minig, so the tznai helps that, at, that you're willing to say that the tznai helps for the goy to move it. Yechoshesh for the osrim as a chumrah. But not minadin. If it would be minadin, it shouldn't make a difference. So you're saying it's just a chumrah, but you're not machmer even to say that it's osr even for the guy. That, that your Amir Lanachri would be Aser. It's like a, a double Durabanan, as it were. So that, he says, we don't, we, we don't hold of the Machmirin that much. Vishari, came nearly. He's Matir. Interestingly enough, he's saying that the mechanism is, the Minig makes it Ki'ilu Hisne. And that's one of the ideas actually we saw, and quoted to you, but we see in the Tashbits. He says, these people, even though they didn't make it tonight, since their minig is to move it afterwards, it's keilu they made a tnai. The minig makes it as though it's an unspoken tnai. So the Ramah is working with that. Alkopanim for the minig Ashkenaz, which is to be machmer for themselves personally not to move it. But the tnai is in effect to have the assistance of a non-Jew to move it, Amir al-Nakhri, uh, which, which highlights that it's not minadin, but l'chomra. It's l'chomra. The Chumrah only goes so far, only for themselves personally, but Achenu B'nei Ashkenaz will not be Machmir by Amir Lanachri. The Minig is to, yes, have a guy do it after the, the Nair goes out, to ask the guy to move the candle, the, the expense candle, not a problem, to move the lamp, Al-Yidei Akum. Ashkenaz are willing to do that because the Minig is like it tonight. He is working with tonight. Okay. Are you Lo, Rebbe answered back to Rabbi Shmuel. It's not pshat. Limute nako be'afsa. It's not coming to exclude the added shmira of the camel, a male camel with the nose ring. It's coming to exclude the nako be'afsa, the flighty white female camel 
that needs to have the nose ring and it's not adequate to protect it with a halter. So that's what it's coming to exclude. So that was Rebbe's response. Bimasnisa Tano, and we have a Brisa that, that taught, Luvdikim Vigamal Yotzin Ba'afsa. The Lubian donkeys, Libyan donkeys, and camels can go, through, go, out, go out with a halter. So, right, so we have this Brisa that seems to be a great equalizer that Rabbi Shmuel, in the name of Rabbi Yossi's father, said that the horse and the mule and the camel and the donkey can all go out with a halter. So looking back at our Mishnah, we only had the camel going out with the halter. And uh, we spoke about a specific type of mule, and we talked about a horse going out with a shear, with, with the uh, collar and, and the string on that. But a halter would be okay also, if you want to do instead. That's what this uh, Bryce is teaching. Uh, the, the question is exactly what the, the implication of this Brisa is, and that seems to be a debate between Rabbi Shmuel in the name of Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi. And Rabbi seems to be uh, leaning towards leniency, saying it's not excluding Niti Rusa Yaserta, the Nako Bechotem, that, uh, I'm sorry, Goma Bechotem, it's not excluding prohibiting the case of the camel with the added protection of the nose ring. So that would be saying, according to Rebbe, that you have that leeway. It would be permitted. That was Rebbe's interpretation, that as long as it's doing the job, even if it's overkill, it wouldn't be called hotsa'a. And, and he deflected the implication of this brisa, of, of the, the teaching from Rebbe Yossi, and he said it was to exclude Nakaba Afsar, which is not enough. If it's under, underwhelming protection, it's not going to do the job. This white female camel needs a lot of protection, so without the ring, you're out of business. The halter is just a burden. It's not doing the job. That's the way Rebbe learned. Kitanoi. This would seem to be in accord with the Machlokas Tanoi. Ein An animal cannot go out with the collar. Chananya Omer, Yotze Besoge. Hananiah says it can go out with a collar. Ubechol And with anything that guards it. So Hananiah is more lenient. What is the case? Let's try and analyze this debate. If you're talking about a large animal, is it enough to guard, to protect a large animal with just the... The this uh, collar, this type of collar, it it's different than the shear. The shear is uh, is obviously a stronger material than soge. Because that in the mission we said the sus is protected with the shear, and uh, over here we're we're discussing a soge, which is a smaller collar, a, a thinner, uh, more flimsy collar. Elo the elo tano. So do you want to say we're not talking about a large animal, that it's not enough to have a soger? We're talking about a small animal. Is there a small animal that a collar is not enough to protect it? What was that? Okay, so, so the Gemara concludes, We're talking about a cat. 
A cat with a collar. Ikebaneo. That's going to be the debate. This is where they're fighting. That the Tanakamo holds Ein It's talking about the cat cannot go out with this. So the Gemara explains. Tanakama sove kivon disagilo bimisno bealmo masoiha. Since it's enough for this cat to be protected with misna, is a chevel cotton, a thin little twine. It doesn't need this, uh, this collar. So then it's considered a burden for the cat. Even though it is overkill for the cat, doesn't need this amount of protection, but it is functional in protecting the cat. So therefore, it's, it's enough uh, called uh, servicing the cat that it's not called a masu, not a burden. So this is a debate that uh, is similar to the debate that Rebbe seemed to be permitting a masu yaseira, whereas Rebbe Shmuel and Rebbe Yossi seem to be prohibiting masu yaseira, the, the added burden, even though it's functional as a shmira. It's protecting the animal, but it's more than necessary. Amar Ravuna Barchia Amar Shmuel Halacha Kechananya. Ravuna Barchia, in the name of Shmuel, says the halacha is in accordance with Hananya, the lenient one, which would also be in accordance with Rebbe, and against the Tanakamo, and against Rabbi Shmuel, in the name of Rabbi Yossi, just to stack up the teams over here. So Shmuel is going that way. Um, in terms of the, the psak, Rabbeinu Hananel says, Vikaimalon Kirbiosi. We don't paskin like Hananel or Rebbe, we paskin like Rabbiosi. So that's, uh, that's also Atosus paskins, top of Nambez Manalef. Amar Shmuel Halacha Kehananel, Pirish Rabbeinu Hananel, Halacha Kirav, Rav against Shmuel. The Amar Ben Lanoi Ben Lashemer Oser. Okay. Hilkach Omer Harav Paras. The Chol Netiruso Yeserta Oser. Any overkill, any extra protection, is subject to the prohibition. It's not called uh, servicing the animal, but rather a burden and prohibited. So that's how they're paskining. Uh, not everybody paskins that way, although most certainly do. The Me'iri actually quotes that the Raivid does paskin like Hananya, uh, as well as some Chachme Rishonim in Catalonia, also paskin like Hananya. Uh, although they have a different interpretation of Hananya. But uh, the Ramam, Paskins, like Rav, being stringent, as does Shulchan Aruch, uh, that Shmira Yisera and Tirusa Yiserta is prohibited, uh, even though it is functional, but it's, it's overkill. However, he says it has to be m- very much an overkill. If it's just a little extra, that's okay. And that, that also we find in Tosos. Uh, he, although Sholonach speaks it out in a, in a very clear way. Uh, 
So yeah, that's uh, interesting that the Raivid does paskin like Hananya. Meiri quotes it. I didn't see a Raivid in a Hasaga on the Rambam, so I'm not sure where you found the Raivid. In some other place. But uh, Meiri quotes the Raivid that, uh, that says that that's how to paskin. Um, he also says, Meiri says, Hemidua bechatul shedayu b'masna ba'almo. He says, um, the reason why it shows the the chatul is uh, is because oh I'm sorry the the uh, not the meiri it's the ridva. Ridva says the reason why it chose, chose chatul. He says an interesting reasoning. Why we choose choose the cat more than any other small animal? Because the cat is a house cat, it is somewhat domesticated. So therefore, it's enough with this thin thin string as opposed to a greater protection. Whereas another smaller animal of that size, uh, if it would be wild, in fact, would need anyway the collar. So there you have it, that uh, the difference between the uh, feral cat and the uh, domesticated cat. Okay, so, so yeah, that's... Uh, Okay, going back to the, the Gemara over here. Levi bereid Ravuna barachiyav rabba baravuna avakazli beorcha. Levi, the son of Ravuna, the son of Chia, and Rabba baravuna were traveling together. Kadme chamrez Levi, and Levi's donkey ran up ahead. The Rabba baravuna cholosh ahead of Rabba baravuna cholosh died to the Rabba baravuna. Baravuna, and Rabba Baravuna, who was the uh, uh, Godel Benehem, was distraught, disturbed. Rashi says, "Shai Godel, Gesover Shasamidas." He thought, "What a chutzpah! This guy, this Levi upstart, is uh, is running up ahead. Who does he think he is?" Amar, Emale Milsa. So Levi. Uh, the son of Rav Huna Barchia says, I'll go and try and appease him. I'll tell him something. In order they should come down. Rashi says, I'm going to explain to him that it was unintentional. What did he do? How did he work his way out of this? A donkey that is uh, untrained, wild, like this one. Is it allowed to go out on Shabbos with the prumya, with the extra shmira, this iron bit on Shabbos? So he was clearly implying that it was not listening to him. Lady was saying, this, this wild donkey ran up ahead. Hey, what about, am I allowed to, to, to go, is it caring, or am I allowed to have this animal uh, go with it, this iron bit in the mouth? On Shabbos. 
Amar lei, hochem avuch mishmei So, Rabbi Baravuna said, this is what your father said in the name of Shmuel, halocha gechananya. The halocha is in accord with chananya. So, that's what Ravuna uh, Barchia said, and and that's uh, also uh, what Rabbi Bar Ravuna said, told told Levi, his son. This is what your father said: the halacha is like Shmuel. I'm sorry, the halacha is like Chananya. And therefore, even if it is Shmiriyaseira. Even if it is overkill in terms of protection, it doesn't matter. Rashi says, It's an irrelevant question. Since we passed in like Hananya, therefore, even though it's too much protection, it's not a maswe, it's not a burden. So, um, Tosos points out on this story that it certainly implies that there is a requisite of honoring while in transit. Otherwise, what is Rabbah Rav Huna being uh, disturbed by? It's if there's no din covet in while tra- in transit, so then it should be relevant. So he says also in Yumalam if there are three traveling together, the rab is in the middle, the greater one is to his right, and the smaller one travels to his left. So there's an entourage of three, the gadol is in the middle, then number two is on the right of the gadol, and the third one is on the left of the gadol. So too we find, described by the ministering angels, that they also traveled in that manner when they came to visit Avram, a third day of his meal. Over there it says you don't have to be mechabed unless it's by a Pesach, an entryway that's, that is of Yishuv, Roy the Mezuzah, not in the Derech. The Tirch Rabbeinatam, his answer is If they are not traveling together, each one is going on his own mission, then we say there's no din covered on the derech. But if they're going as a group, then there is covered in the derech, and they're going together, and the rav is be'emsa, god and the cotton the small of the god um, of the rav. So that's. Uh, that's Rabbeinu Tam's Depends on whether they're they're going together or not. And according to Rabbeinu Tam, even if they're not going together, but if it's Pesach, Haroel Mezuzah, then there's a Din Kavit. Uh, even if there's Damin Lakach, that's where they happen to be together. The Me'iri has a different interpretation over here. He quotes the story. He says, he quotes, Okay, so 
all the while that even two are going on one purpose, they're traveling together, mechabdin. Right? Obviously, our case is just two. So the classic case is with three, and then you build that from there, but even with two. The gadol will be on the right side, and the cotton will be on sad small, the left of the gadol. So that terrace that we saw in Rabbeinu Tam, the Meir disagrees with. V'li nire, says the Meiri, even though regular folk don't need to honor each other while in transit, that's only because if you didn't say that way, then people would constantly have to be readjusting as they're going and interacting with people in a busy marketplace. And they walk with each other a little bit here and there, and they have to constantly be readjusting musical footsteps while they're walking. It's going to be very complicated. He says, But in a circumstance, all circumstance where the two people are traveling, and there is a really big gap between the two. There's no doubt that deference must be given to the Godel to allow him to proceed first. So, the Meiri says a different tarot. It says when they're roughly in the same category in terms of Hilchus Kavid, then um, when they're traveling in a, in, a, in a thoroughfare, there's no need to readjust. But, if there really is somebody who's as, as relative to Chavero, then uh, he, he always needs to show deference, even if they're not traveling together. So there's a bit of a different perspective that uh, conceivably you have Kul and Chumrah, depending on which way you learn, when there's a Chi of Kavad, when not. Uh, right according to Rabbeinu Tam, even if the Yachid is Mufursemes al-Chavero, if they're not traveling together, there's no chiv to allow, allow them to proceed first, according to Rabbi Natan, uh, if they just happen to be going together. So you have uh, two interpretations. But in this case, uh, clearly, Rabbi Baravuna was a cut above in terms of Hilchus Kavit over Levi, the son of Ravuna, Bachia. And, uh, and also, Rabbeinu Tam says that, that they are going together, so, so therefore uh, they're, they're traveling together. That, that applies even if he wouldn't say that. And, uh, and this was his way out. What about that answer, though? We see it's, it's controversial. Do we really pass like Hanani or not? We saw other, in Rishonim, I don't know, but we, as we saw in the, the Me'iri, other than uh, the Ravid and these uh, some other Gdoli uh, uh, Catalonia, though you don't have uh, you don't have most most Rishonim are paskening not like Hananya that even Shmir Yasera is going to be prohibited. Tana de Bay Menasya Aiz Shachakla Ben Karnel a goat that has been uh, bored uh, drilled into its um, into its horns Yotzba Afsa Bishabas it's allowed to go out with this halter on Shabbos. 
boy, Rav Yosef, tochav la bezikna mali. Rav Yosef wants to know, what if uh, you don't have holes bored into its horns, but you have uh, basically a loop knotted in its beard? Can you use that loop to hold the, this goat? Since if he pulls, it will hurt. It will not uh, proceed to do so, and it will effectively be a shmira. It will protect the goat from running away. Or sometimes do we say that it will loosen and fall out. And there's a concern that he may can't come to carry it for this, this rope. Once it's been uh, uh, dislodged, and, and once the knot in the, the goat hair has been uh, unknotted, so his his rope that he was carrying, that he that he was a leash that he was using, whatever that is, is now in his hand. He may come to carry it. Teku. We don't have an answer to that. Uh, yeah, seems Ramos Machner. Okay. It's not awesome. Velo birtsua sheben kanal. So you have a Mishnah that a cow is not allowed to go out with the the birtsua between its corn, uh, its horns, the uh, some type of string between its its horns. Amr Yirmi bar Abo, pliga bar Abu Shmuel. This is actually a subject of debate between Rav and Shmuel. One of them, to figure out which is which, one of them, Rav or Shmuel, says, whether for beautification of this cow, whether for guarding the cow, it is prohibited. One says, for the purpose of beautification, it's prohibited, but for guarding it, it's permitted. So Rav Yosef says, he proposes, let's suggest that Shmuel is the one that says that is prohibited for beautification, but for guarding is permitted. As we saw it in the name of Shmuel, the halacha is like Hananya, who says that Shmira Yisera is permitted. So, so therefore, l'shem er moter. Amar le Abaye, adar abba t'stam shmuel hu da amar ben l'noi ben l'shem er aser. Abaye says no, just the opposite. Let's let's presume and conclude that Shmuel is the one who says that it's aser across the board, that it's prohibited for this cow to go out with a string between its horns, whether it's for guarding the cow or beautifying the cow. The amar of Yehuda amar shmuel. And this is the second time we have this story that Shmuel is bringing this story. They're learning the Mishnah before Rebbe. And they said, what if you have the animal switching this animal with that, with, with that garment, so to speak, this protection, what happens? Rabbi Shmuel says the name uh, of his father. There are four animals that go out with the halter. Hasus, haperet, hagama, vachamor. The horse, the mule, the camel, and the donkey. 
Is it not coming to exclude the camel with the added protection of the nose ring? That's prohibited. It's only permitted for the white female camel that's flighty to go out with the nose ring. So therefore you see that Shmuel is bringing this story. We're presuming in the question that he's uh, along these lines. So someha mikmeha. And and if that's the case, if that's the case, so then Shmiri Sarah is prohibited. And that would be Shmuel's position, because that's what he quoted. What did you see that you want to erase this one before that one? You have two teachings. Erase the other one. You say there's a mistake? Who told you this one is a mistake? We have an explicit teaching, in the name of Rav. Whether for beautification or for guarding the animal, it is prohibited. And we have another explicit teaching that Shmuel holds that for beautification is prohibited, but for guarding is permitted, even though a cow doesn't need guarding, does not need this string, so it's Shmiri Yaseiro, and that will corroborate one part of the story, what we saw earlier, that Shmuel says, Allah is like Hananyo, and not the other part of the story where he's quoting at least that part, the Gemara was seeming to imply that Shmuel himself held that way, like what uh, what uh, the Dichui was, what the what uh, the implication rather that Rabbi Shmuel, in the name of his father Rabbi Yossi, was that Yishmir Yisera is prohibited. Uh, and he, even though he quoted the story, you know, there's more to the story. He quotes Rabbi's Dichui on that, so sounds like he's holding that way. Meisve, Vekasha. Now we're switching over to discussion of paraduma. If somebody tied, the owner tied with the reins, his paraduma, it's still kosher. And if you would say that, that it is a masu, if it would enter into your mind to say this is called a burden, then why is this paraduma still kosher? Why is it eligible to be the paraduma? Pasuk says, cannot have a yoke go upon this paraduma, this red heifer. Cannot be worked at all. So this tide reins on, on this animal is not considered a, a burden. Amrachmana. 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 says, the case where it said that you are allowed to tie this paraduma, the red heifer, with these reins on the horns, which is typically shmiriyaseira, it's, it's overkill, it's more than a cow needs for guarding it. The case where we say it does not invalidate it for becoming the red heifer to achieve purity is when you tr- in transit from city to city. When the cow is out of its element and it goes from city to city, then it does require extra protection. Rashi says, In this context, from city to city, it's not called overkill extra protection, more than needed. This is the way it's done when going from city to city. 
Rava offers another teretz. Rava Amar, shiny para didamayakarim. You know why it's different? It's a para aduma. And a para aduma needs extra protection because it's so expensive. From its birth. From birth already. Why do we say from birth that it needs extra protection? Interesting Rashi. Meaning just say that it's it needs extra protection. Yes, if, if an, uh, a burden, uh, a yoke goes upon it from birth, it is uh, an extra burden. But why is it important to mention? So I don't know, but I would suggest a possibility that it's coming to, perhaps, I don't know, I wonder, I have to know, what is the case if it's before birth? What if the paraduma is a, a fetus? And there's a yoke on the mother, and then it was born. So would you say that since it's a paraduma, it does need extra shmira, and it's okay? It's Rashi, you know. It only needs extra shmira for birth. But the extra shmira it gets as a fetus is called working the animal. That's that's perhaps, perhaps. I don't know. Why Rashi's adding in from birth. How would you know if how would you know if the if the baby would be a um a paradigm? How do you know of what? If the baby would be a paradigm. Maybe you don't know. When it's born you'll see it's paradigm. We have another teretz, Ravina Omar bin Moredes. Simple teretz. This red heifer is a wild red heifer, so it needs extra protection. Now, according to Ravina, that previous story with Levi asking, what about, what, what about this type of chamar, this wild donkey that's running up ahead? Am I allowed to use the extra iron bit? So, according to this teretz of Ravina, so the answer is yes. Even without coming onto paskening like Hananya, it says it is extra protection, but who cares? We don't care. No, since it's Moredes, so even though the general species of Chamor doesn't go out with Prumbia, a regular Chamor will have Afsar, just a regular halter, but this one that's wild needs more. Fine, no problem. Just like this para, normal para doesn't need this uh, Mosera between the horns. But a Moredes does. Hasus Bishir, the next part of the Mishnah. So we saw Hasus Bishir, Vechobale Shir, Yotzin Bishir. All these uh, animals can go out with their collar. And it says Yotzin Bishir, Vinim Shachim Bishir. Go out with the, the collar and the, the uh, leash and can be pulled with this collar and leash. My Yotzin Bishir, Shachim. What is this? What are this uh, two things? Amar of Huna, Oyotin Kruchin Onim Shachin. Either the animal can go out with the leash wrapped around its neck, Onim Shachin, or it can go out with the owner holding the leash or this, this uh, rope. That's what Rav Huna says. Shmuel says, you only have one option. You can only go out holding the leash, but you can't wrap it around the neck. If you wrap the leash around the neck, 
or the rope around the neck, that's going to be considered a burden. Rashi says, Yotzim kruchin, b'ritzua savetzaran, with the ritzua, the strap, wrapped around the neck, v'afabishayeno ochza, even though he's not holding onto it, lav masoi, it's not a burden, delinoi nami urchayuhu, because it's also beautification for the animal, and it's standard. So Rashi's, again, resurrecting noi, which is kind of shocking, because after the sugi we just saw, Rav and Shmuel, we had a debate, who says what? But both held that for Noi is Aser, for beautification is prohibited. The whole debate was for Shemer, Shemir Yaseira, yes or no, by the, by the Para, which doesn't need the extra Shemira. But for Noi, both said Aser. Why is Rashi over here saying for Noi? Amazing. It says, Orchayo, since that's the way it goes, it's permitted. Atosus disagrees with Rashi. He quotes, O Yotzim Bikruchin, Pirish Bekuntris, Dimechavin Linoi. The intent is for beautification of the animal. Bechem Pirish Masisin. This Rashi is the same Rashi that started up with us back in the Mishnah, that also said by, by certain animals that go with the collar, for Noi. He says, Chayz Ketanos Shinos Nashir Litzavoram Linoi. It's the same Rashi. Bekoshel Rashba. Hey, we just had a Gemara that says Noi is us, according to everybody. So why is Rashi resurrecting Noi? This is a great question. How is Rashi doing this? We just have a Gemara that seems to invalidate Noi across the board. The animal cannot go out with Noi. But Rashi does say an important ingredient. What is critical for Noi to be mutter, as a beautification of the animal is permitted, it has to be the derech. It has to be the way the animal goes. If that's the way the animal goes, even if it's not for shmira, it's not protecting the animal, but it's just how the animal goes regularly, it's a beautification of the animal, that's permitted, says Rashi. Whereas clearly Rashi is going to learn the previous case was not urchayo. It might be beautification. That's not typical. I want to see who discusses this explicitly is the rat. The run is bothered by understanding Shita's Rashi. The run says, "The yotzin kruchim, yotzin nimshachim, both ways. Both whether the the strap is wrapped around the neck, which is not a shmira, or drawn, that that, it, that he's holding it like a leash, or reins." That also is permitted. How's it how's it possible that Rashi is permitting for Noi? It's prohibited for a horse to go out with this adornment between its eyes. That you put it on the, the horse for beautification. Noi on a behema is prohibited. And also right here, the previous Gemara, for the cow, this strap between its horns, everybody says for beautification is prohibited. Yesh says the Ran. We have an answer. The beautification that is typical for it to wear during the week. I feel Shari. That's permitted even on Shabbos. 
אבל רצו בקרני פרה, וזוהו לשבין עיני הסוס, אין הרוגל בכל. אלא מקצת אנשים עושים כן לאיטים. That's not typical. Rather, some people do it at certain times. ומשום הכי עושה דאבלי כמסוי. Because it's only some people some of the time, it's not standard. And even if those people do it, it's not all the time. So it's dressing up. So that's, uh, that's considered a burden. The Aruch HaShulchan says, Pashit, if it's something that is put on when it's working, so to speak. You have a, a horse that you put on some fancy feathers on when it's carrying a coach with you know, fancy people inside. So that's work clothes. Even though it's a beautification of the horse, that's Pashit Aser. That's, that's called a burden. It only enters the discussion of Noi being Mutter when it's a beautification of the animal, even when it's not working. But yeah, so, so this idea that the Ran explaining Rashi, Urchayu, it's the, it's the derech, it's the way the animal goes, the Rashi uh, is more broad in the words he says, the derech of the animal, the Ran qualifies that a little bit further. The Ran says it needs to be something that's not rare, meaning it's not mixasanoshim, it's typical, it's standard, as a form of beautifying the animal. And it has to be done regularly, during the week and on Shabbos. If it's, if, if it's, you don't have to take it off for Shabbos, if you do it all the time. So a collar that has some extra ornament on it, even if it's not protecting the, the animal, if, t- if people do that typically, and uh, that's how the animal goes regularly, a person, the, the owner does not need to take it off for Shabbos. That, that would be clearly permitted according to the Ran and Rashi. According to Rashi, perhaps you'd permit even more. Rashi doesn't say this idea of miktsas anoshim. According to Rashi, you look at the animal perhaps. Just as Urchaihu. It's the derech of this animal. So, if this, the owner of this animal always puts his, his dog in a sweater, so maybe that would be permitted according to Rashi. Even though according to the Ran, it's only miktsas anoshim who have sweater dogs. That's, that's not typical for most people. So the Ran would say it's Aser. According to Rashi, Urchayu, you look at the animal. If that's the derech, that's the way this animal goes, because of his owner. So, so then it's, uh, it would be considered noy and permitted, according to Rashi. And both of them are agreeing, fundamentally, there is a heter of noy under the parameters that it's, it is uh, regular. Whereas when is it excluded... The, the Mishnah, this, this Limud, Rav and Shmuel both agreeing noise also when it's atypical and not, not done all the time. That's, that's for sure not going to be permitted uh, under the heter of noy. In terms of heter paskin, the Bach is machmer like Tosus. Right, Tosus, what does Tosus do over here? Tosus is, he's pushing against any type of noy. So, according to Tosus, there's no noy. What is the question of kruchin? So he's going to push to say that it means with a brisa. Let's see the brisa. So, yeah. B'masnisa tano, yotzen kruchin limoshech. Brisa says that the animal can go out with the... the uh, the rope around it, around its neck, in a manner that's 
able to be grabbed onto. So it's, it's loose around the neck, and the owner is ready to grab it should the animal start trying to, to escape, it's running away. So therefore, it's a noy that is functional. It's not totally devoid of shmira. Kruchim moshech. Kruchim berevach, sheyoch lehachnes yodah ben akerach, letzaver, says Rashi, o yaniach me'at menachevel, she'im bos, livroach, himarib yachzeno. If it does come to run, he can quickly grab onto it. So that would be a, a derech heter of kruchim. It would be permitted when it's wrapped around in such a manner that it would be uh, an, an added normal measure of protection. So, so yeah, Tosus uh, rejects any noi. And the Bach rejects any noi. But the Mon of Ram doesn't. Mon of Ram is Matthew. Take a look. Mon of Ram says, Linoi, that's prohibited, Shulonarch Asers, Hainu Bemidi de Lav Urche. Like Rashi and Ram. Which Noi is prohibited? Something that's not typical. The Bach disagrees. Bach passes like Tosfus, She'osrin. And Mogneram is Matthew. He says a noi that is typical is permitted. Moving on in the Gemara. Amr of Yosef. Chazina luhu le'igle debe'i rafuna. Rav Yosef said, I've seen that the calves of Ravuna's home, Yodzin Basarein, Kruchin Bishabas. They would go out with their, their halter, halters and the paraphernalia wrapped around their necks on Shabbos. Ki also Ravdimi Amar Ravi Chanino, Molos Shalbes Rabbi, Yodzin Basarein Bishabas. Ravdimi came, he said that Rabbi Chanino, in the name of Rabbi Chanino, that the mules. Uh, of base Rebbe, the house of Rebbe, would go out also uh, with their their uh, harnesses on Shabbos. And the question was, okay, what did you see by base Rebbe? Was it Karach or was it Nimshach? Was it they, they, they led them with the, the reins or was it wrapped around the, the neck of the animal? Toshma, come in here. Ki also Rav Shmuel bar Yehuda, Amar Rabbi Chanina, Moos Shalbeis Rabbi Yotzos Bafsarein, Kiruchim B'Shabbos. They were even wrapped around, which we saw is uh, a, a heter, it's an added heter. Kiruchim is, is, is harder to be matin. Amrua Rabbanan Kamei Derev Asi. And they said it over, Rabbanan said it in front of Rav Asi, Hadar of Shmuel bar Yehuda, that which Rav Shmuel bar Yehuda said, that in the name of Rav Chanina, that the mules of Rebbe went out with their, their halters wrapped around them on Shabbos. And he says, Lo It's not necessary. We can derive that from the teaching of Rav Dimi. What did Rav Dimi say? He said that the most based Rebbe, Rebbe Yotzos Bafsa ran to Shabbos. We don't need the extra teaching of Kruchim. If you would have thought, Dravdimi, Nimshochin Kamat, Dravdimi means only that 
he's, he's making noteworthy, newsworthy, that he went out carrying them, uh, like uh, pulling them by the reins. So that, that we could already derive from the teaching of Rav Yehuda in the name of Shmuel. And here for the third time, what did Rav Yehuda Shmuel say? They asked Rebbe in learning the Mishnah, if you switch the animals, this animal with this type of protection, that animal with the other, switch and mix and match, what's the halacha? In the discussion, Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yossi, said, his father taught, four animals go out with the halter, the horse, and the mule, camel, and the donkey. So he says, no, it really is necessary. You cannot rely just on this teaching to presume that there's no news here, and that if it's noteworthy, it must be that when Rebbe uh, had his animals um, they, they must have been kruchin, uh, wrapped around the neck. That would be chiddush, but not nimshachin. Why? If we would just have the teaching of Rabbi Yehuda, so that's midrav um, Yehuda, Rav Shmuel bar Yehuda, nafka, have amino, amar lefanov, v'lo kible, I would have thought, that yes, we had the story, but Rebbe did not accept what was taught. Kemash And therefore, it's necessary, Ravdimi, Ravdimi comes to teach you that Ravdimi saw uh, that Nimshachim. Uh, sorry, uh, what did Ravdimi say? He said that they went out and I would have thought that even Nimshachim would be Aser. So even if they were pulled by the reins, I wouldn't know necessarily that Rebbe accepted the teaching of Rabbi Shema, the son of Rabbi Yossi, and maybe you wouldn't have accepted that teaching and said that these uh, mules can go out with the halter altogether. I would have thought that he said it, but it wasn't accepted. The Idra of Dimi, so that Rav Dimi comes to clarify that. The Idra of Dimi, if you just said Rav Dimi, I have a minyan in the Mishachim. Rav Dimi said that he saw, or it was seen, these mules of the house of Rebbe going out, um, but it didn't say clearly which way, if it was... The, the rope was wrapped around the neck or being drawn. And I would have said, that it just means that it was drawn but not wrapped around, which drawn is a smaller chiddush. But Rebbe did not permit wrapping it around. It comes to teach you both teachings between the two. We know the base Rebbe was permitting uh, the mules to go out with the halters and even having the strings, the, the rope, or the, the reins, wrapped around the neck of the animal, and he was not concerned. So yeah. Any, uh, any kashas? Good? Okay, all right, batzlacha.